and after hours of straining at the oars drenched in cold rain, barely able to breathe in the howling winds, he's a welcome sight indeed. All Peter knows is that right now, all he wants to be is with Jesus. Come, says Jesus. So with eyes focused on that dear face, Peter climbs onto the railing and drops over the side. His eyes still haven't left Jesus' face. Jesus puts out his arms, and Peter reaches out his own in anticipation, and he walks, on water, toward his master. He is doing the impossible. Against all laws of physics, he is walking on water. Imagine how it would feel to step out onto water and find solid footing beneath you. But, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to fall. Ah, the moment is over. The glorious moment of perfect focus and perfect faith is over. I imagine that moment stayed in Peter's mind and heart forever, the moment when he can actually walk on water, not through any strength of his own, but simply because of whom he was looking at. It may have haunted him, too. What happened? Why did it have to end so suddenly? Why couldn't I stay up? What if I had stayed focused on Christ? Could I have walked on water forever? But when Peter saw the wind, the wording here surprises me. In fact, I am quite sure that from the time I learned this story in Sunday school, I was always under the impression that Peter looked down, that it was when he looked at the waves that he sank. But scripture is quite clear. When Peter saw the wind, the reason this seems important to me is that maybe Peter didn't look down at all. The standard interpretation is that when he took his eyes off of Christ, he fell. But it isn't so clear that he looked away or down at the water. He could have been looking at Christ and still seen the wind. So what happened? Did a sudden gust of wind whip his cloak over his face? Did it suddenly howl so strongly that it demanded his attention over everything else? Literally, you can't see the wind. So Peter had to have been seeing the effects of the wind around him. However, my daughter hypothesized that since Jesus made Peter able to do one impossible thing, he easily could have enabled him to do another. If you can walk on water, maybe you can see the wind. Interesting thought. Whatever happened, it was enough to break Peter's concentration and shift his focus so that, even while looking at Christ, he began to notice the wind more than the Master. It caused him to have more fear of the wind than he had faith in his Lord. He was afraid. Matthew 14.30 how easily this can happen to us as well. We like to think that as Christians, we are focused on the Lord, and yet, despite this, we are all too often affected by our surroundings. Our faith is strong until we lose our job, then panic seizes our hearts as we fear for the future. We're walking on water until someone we love lets us down, or our dreams don't come true, or life just gets too hard, and we start to sink. We often assume that the opposite of faith is lack of faith, or unbelief. But in a very real sense, the opposite of faith is fear. If we had complete faith, we would never need to fear the winds that howl at our lives. When we are fearful, it's because we lack faith in Christ's power to save. He began to sink. Immediately. This shouldn't surprise us. If Peter were walking on water in his own strength, it wouldn't matter where he looked. But when you're doing something in the Lord's strength, you have to focus on Him. Imagine the terror of being out of a boat in that storm and sinking, floundering and getting swamped by waves. However, Peter still knew what to do. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Lord, save me! Peter knew where his only help would come from. He asked and was answered, also immediately. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Matthew fourteen thirty one. How swift the Lord is to help us in the storms of life. 
All we need to do is ask. Some have found Jesus' next words to be harsh, and I must admit I found it so myself. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? Matthew fourteen thirty one. My first reaction is to defend Peter. What do you mean, you have little faith? Peter was the only one with enough faith to climb out of that boat into a raging sea. But I think Jesus was speaking of the long haul. Sometimes it's easy to make the initial grand gesture, the leap of faith, the big statement. It's harder to keep it up over time. Peter had enough faith to step over the side of the boat, but doubted almost immediately. Jesus was offering a unique and miraculous experience to Peter, and he shortchanged himself by doubting. Jesus speaks more of this, but, of circumstance in his parable of the sower and seed. It's one of the few that is related in all three of the synoptic gospels. It's also the only parable that Jesus chooses to explain in detail, so its lessons must be important.